Welcome to the week. In this episode of the One Pres Pod, Tasha and I will talk about what's happened at First Presbyterian Church over the past week and what's going to happen this coming weekend. We'll talk about theological issues, world events, and other things that are relevant to our lives and to our faith. Join us. Hey, everybody. It is Friday afternoon, and welcome to another edition, actually the first edition, of the week. Tasha and I are going to chat for just a few minutes about what's hello been going there. on at the church and what you can look forward to on Sunday. Tasha, hello. Hello. We've had a very exciting week. Yes. Tasha, let's talk about your computer. <laughs> oh, that's what you meant by the exciting week. Yes. I, um, Phil and I actually have both signed up, uh, we thought, during the time of COVID, when you can't go anywhere and you can't um, attend any conferences or courses. We've both signed up for two different online classes at Calvin Seminary out of Grand Rapids. And, and uh, my computer decided that it didn't think that was a real website to go to Calvin Seminary. So the problem is, Phil, I then went into the settings and I started uh, punching buttons. And I believe, as I recall, that's a direct quote from you, just start hitting buttons. And I broke the computer, basically. Yeah. Yeah. How's so. your web surfing going, Tasha? <laughs> I don't web surf anymore. <laughs> it's really limiting it. So. So what was your class? Um, I'm taking a class called um, Pastoral Care in the Time of Pandemic. Oh. Yes. Anyone who has received pastoral care from me knows I could greatly use a class. Well, especially around pandemic pastoral care. I don't have a lot of experience in that. No. So I'm looking forward to that. And what's yours called? Mine is. Uh, multiple generations during COVID-19. So it's about millennials, Gen X, and then the emerging, they're called Gen Z, they're called the iGen. Um, and That'd be our children, right? Yeah, that would yeah. be our children. So you and I are Gen X. Millennials are now almost 40, some of them, uh, and late 20s to, oh, to about 40. And then the one below that is iGen. Hmm. And how all of them are interacting with the pandemic. Well, we haven't gone to the pandemic. We were kind of defining the generations this week. Yeah. Um, and so the next week we'll get to how the pandemic affected them. You know, one of the things they, we already know how the Great Recession affected millennials in yes. a lot of ways. So Poorly. Poorly. Um, so what we is that don't, a class? It is a class. Poorly. So what we don't know is how this will affect millennials and the emerging generation, but we know without a doubt that it will have profound effects on mm-hmm. on both of those groups. For you and me, us Gen Xers, we will just continue to silently silently muddle through life <laughs> what until we, do we best. die. That's what we do. Um, we'll be skipped in leadership. Uh, yeah. but overshadowed okay. in every way, really. In every way. Yeah. So that's my class. So. Uh, it's been pretty interesting. <laughs> I have not had the same technical problems. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So we can talk a little bit about the world if you want to. Uh, we don't have to get all into it. People probably are overexposed, oversaturated. Uh, you're taking pastoral care in a pandemic uh, with a side helping of social unrest. Uh, do you have any pastoral care to give to our congregation? Oh, gosh. Well, did I say I had tech trouble? Um, you know, um, there was an article, actually, that a member uh, that was in our local paper um, that I think is helpful to just remind us uh, one of the things that he talked about in the article in the local paper was that there is such a thing as confirmation bias. You know, we we assume um, 
that we are right in most things and all of us do all of us do and then we only seek out the things that confirm that Mm -hmm. um along with the idea that we assume the world works the way we think it works and and that's just across the board that's no matter what your color is or your station in life uh we have those in us it's part of what makes us human but we are seeing on our streets um a really loud response to you know those things are real uh just confirming what you already think is true is not helpful and assuming that the world works the way you have decided it works from your specific life experiences is not the whole picture and i i have a lot of learning to do on that as well i have a lot of learning um i'm very sad about the looting and the vi- and the violent parts of it it is not helpful uh you know, if there's anything we learned from the civil rights movement and the power it had to make change, for me personally, I put a lot of that down to uh, when you meet peaceful protest against um, a snapping dog, for example, America will not stand for that image. Um, but if you meet uh, a protest that's turned violent to a snapping dog, it just doesn't You've lost your power. You've given away some of the power. So I am hopeful the protests, as of this taping, seem to be getting uh, more and more peaceful. They are policing themselves in many cases, and I'm hopeful around that because there is an important message to hear that I hope we won't get sidelined because of of the looting. Yeah, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine today, um, and we were talking about this, and I think we're faced with kind of a false choice Mm -hmm. like if you are pro black lives matter then that means you are pro looting and rioting like somehow you have to defend that well if you're pro black lives matter you're anti-cop exactly or if you're pro cop then you somehow have to defend yeah the behavior of all police these are false choices yes and it's not happening in our local community it is not yeah which i've been very proud of we especially as followers of jesus can stand against both things at the same time. Yeah. We can say we are against looting and rioting and we are against police brutality and we're against both of those things. Yeah. We are against systemic oppression, but we are also about loving our enemies and loving all people. Yeah. So, so we can just make everyone mad. We really can. I mean, <laughs> but it, on the other hand, uh, it we, we've got to be the ones to break the cycle. Yeah. Well, I've been... I have been so impressed by our police department, mm-hmm. um, and I've been impressed by our protesters. Mm-hmm. Uh, there have been several now in Fort Smith, all of them peaceful. And you know, there, the, um, you and I went and visited one on Sunday um, uh, to see, you know, uh, what it was about to um, to go with other pastors in our town and to. Um, to hopefully be a part of something peaceful. Mm-hmm. And and it was. And at that one, you know, the, the police officer, if you remember, Phil, he was walking up and down the line and he was uh, he was making sure everyone could get across the street safely. He was making sure everyone had a mask if they needed it or a water bottle if they were thirsty. And then I heard him say over and over to people, he said, I'm so glad you're here. I'm yeah. so glad you're here. And at, 
at the most recent protest, I'm told, I didn't I didn't see this myself, but they were handing out Kona ices, yes. snow cones. Yeah, Chief Baker was at that one. To the protesters. Uh-huh. That's the kind of town we yes. want to live in. Yeah, exactly. Where that false dichotomy is shown as false. Mm-hmm. There is not um, an either or. I have to either be for the police and mm-hmm. against the protesters or for the protesters and against the police. And our own leadership in this town is showing mm-hmm. that it's false. I'm really proud of them. I agree. And, you know, when we went on Sunday, I'd never been to a protest No, before. oh my gosh. And I personally went for a couple of reasons. One, uh, the pastor's group that I'm a part of, uh, the, the pastor advisory group to the chief of police, he emailed all of us and asked us to go um, because he wanted peacemakers there, uh, not knowing what was going to happen. And then also, just personally, I felt like it was the very least I could do to honor George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Um, that really bothered me as it should bother anybody. I don't think you're saying anything. I mean, it, it really troubled me and I felt like it was the least I could do to go stand there and visibly witness to the fact that that was deeply wrong, mm-hmm. uh, on a lot of levels. So, uh, anyway, but again, back to your point, Tasha, uh, my presence there was partly facilitated by our chief of police. Yeah, he's doing um, a, And so I think... I have a bias that I'm right. going to confirm. Right. But I think he's just doing a great job. I, I agree. So, you know, hopefully... And he does not sponsor this podcast. He does not, but we are open to that. Um, <laughs> you know, hopefully over the next week, we can, uh, we can continue to see protests remain peaceful. We can continue to see good conversations. Uh, if you're on Facebook, I strongly encourage you to go watch uh, Sarah Putman's interview on the bookish Facebook page with Jay and Talisha Richardson. Uh, that was very enlightening, I know, for a lot of people. So there's resources in our own community. Mm-hmm. Those are not people outside the community who can talk to you about their experience and help us all to come together, understand, yeah. be peacemakers. And Chief Baker has had some really good yes, uh, Facebook mm-hmm. posts and videos mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. help us see uh, what the police department is mm-hmm. thinking during this time. Yes, and Mayor McGill has also been very visible. So You know, all those people could be sponsors to our podcast. All of them. It's almost election season. Perhaps Jay Richardson would like to sponsor our podcast. We will endorse <laughs> him since he's running unopposed for state representative for District 78. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move along um, and talk about uh, a little bit of what's coming up at First Pres. We start a series on Sunday, Tasha. Yes, we do. Wow. What, what's the name of the series? Do you remember all of well, it? Well, it, it involves a colon. Uh-huh, which you love which a good colon. We, I love a good colon. I We had a, a saying um, in school that... If you wrote a paper and in the title you had a colon in the title, it would take your paper up half a letter grade. Mm-hmm. So a B minus became mm-hmm. a B. Would you say it's the clear plastic binder of punctuation? Well, I mean, if you did that plus the clear plastic binder, I mean, it's a full letter grade. Full letter grade. B minus to A minus. Right. So it, there's a colon mm-hmm. in the title. It's summer stories, mm-hmm. colon, uh, exploring our spiritual legacy. Mm-hmm. And... You know, we came to this uh, for a while. We were talking. We, you know, we were talking the other yep, day. As we do, we do live together. Mm-hmm. And um, a while back, we mm-hmm. were talking about what do we do in this time uh, when we have to be so physically distanced? We don't want to be emotionally distanced um, from one another, from our church, from worship, from our faith. And so we were talking that through. And it's like, okay, what happens when you don't have the place for right now? What do we have? We do not have the place to go to together. 
And we really came to, you know, what you have, you have your, we have the common story, not only the common um, story of our faith, the scriptures, but we have our faith stories um, that, that bind us together. And that, and our hope is in then sharing, sharing individual stories actually deepens everybody's story. So we're going to walk through this summer uh, some of the basics of our faith, uh, one topic at a time. Jesus is going to appear, you know, and the Holy Spirit. They're in there. Um, so each week will be a different topic uh, of some of the 101s of the Christian faith. We're going to talk about them in Sunday school in a more, yeah, you know, Technical, class-like, yeah. class-like setting. Obviously, it's a class. And then in, in worship, we're going to uh, offer sermons on those each week that basic topic but with the idea of what does a how does a story affect that we don't need three points in a golf joke that's not what we're doing this summer that's what we'll start in the fall uh start We've the sermon work on our golf jo- start jokes. start the sermon with a golf mm-hmm. joke and then three points and a mm-hmm. poem i so believe is the end of that sermon prissy and joanne really we're counting on you we're there we really need their help on mm-hmm. the golf joke yep. part and uh maybe someone else can help with the poem but for this summer, we're going to arrange those sermons so that they really are largely the sharing of a story, a real, a true story, not always from our mm-hmm. lives, because that gets boring, mm-hmm. um, but a true story that intersects that basic tenet of our faith. So this week is Revelation, um, next week is Holy Scripture, and then moving on from there. There's a last part, though, as you well know, that is participatory. Yes. So why don't, you, why don't you tell the people what they need to know? We're tired of you people not pulling your weight. Oh, my goodness. So we have given you homework <laughs> for the summer. You have two different ways that you can participate each week. One is fairly easy, low threshold. Low threshold. Uh, do you remember what it is for Revelation? What's our low threshold? Yeah. Um, in six words or less, what does God's voice sound like to you? Okay, so six words or less. Six words or less. The sound of God's voice. Yeah. And then we have a writing prompt for you. Mm -hmm. For people who Mm -hmm. want to keep a journal through the summer. Yep. And so that writing prompt, see, I haven't studied up on this either. Do you remember the writing prompt? Um, Uh, You know, I think it was something very much like we we didn't want to duplicate work and we said God's voice sounds like something. It's something something to start you. Yeah. It's It's in a booklet they received in the mail. You've got the information. So you know what it is. Just check your mail, uh, as you do. Um, so if you, the idea particularly with the writing prompts is there'll be opportunities if you want for you to share those with the congregation. And then more importantly, if you follow through every week, like if you set an 11 week discipline, by the end of the summer, you will have an articulation kind of of your spiritual legacy. Yeah. And then you can, uh, we talked to Davis Printing, and they'll print a nice little booklet for you if you want of that. And you can give it to your kids or your grandkids. Um, you can, your neighbor. You, Christmas presents. Yes, Christmas presents to your neighbor. Uh, certainly could hand them out at protests even if you want to. Um, and also, or if you're too Presbyterian to actively acknowledge that you have a faith, but just hey, like church, uh, don't can, give us a bad name. <laughs> you can put it in your safe deposit box uh, to be distributed later. Um, but it is an opportunity for you to share a little bit more, maybe, uh, about what Jesus has meant to you in your life. That's what we want to do, is and and connect with each other. Use our stories 
of faith, specifically faith, to connect with each other. Yeah, because each week as these come in, especially the um, the low threshold, as you mm-hmm. called it, the low threshold prompt, people can answer on the church's Facebook page. Mm-hmm. They can email Rebecca directly. They can uh, just click on mm-hmm. the weekly email that goes out. There's going to be an icon they can click on and just answer it right there. And we're going to take some of those answers and we're going to do different forms of compilation of them. Um, so that then the whole congregation can see. Now, we aren't calling people out and naming names. or It's not about that. But it's about sort of seeing what the community has to say um, about what, what God's voice sounds like, you yep. know, or what the community has to say about what a favorite scripture is. Mm-hmm. So we're going to have a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. We're hoping creative ways to then share uh, what we're hearing from all of you. And I will say... In order for us to share what the community says, the community actually has to say something. Is there a step one? There is a step one. So (laughs) the more of you who participate, the cooler this is going to be. It is. It's going to be neat. So, okay. Anything else you want to say? Tasha, uh, let's talk about what, uh, before we uh, sign off, what we believe should be right at the fore of most people's mind, and that is dog adoption. I knew you were going to go there, and I thought you'd do a lead-in with, Tasha, why don't you share with everyone your latest mistake? That was the lead-in I would have preferred. It was our latest mistake. <laughs> our latest we mistake. are fostering a dog. Oh. She's the sweetest thing, but has no manners. She no. needs she needs a lot of training. Uh, we, yeah. we have begun the process. I didn't know so much hair could fall off a dog. No, but it's a lot. <laughs> uh, but... She's the sweetest little thing, isn't she, Tasha? She's very sweet. She she really is. And she can be yours for no money. She can be. (laughs) Oh, is that where this is leading? Yes. Oh, will a picture be posted? Yes. Okay, we'll post a picture. Yep. And uh, and okay. Oh wait, I've already been writing her little adoption paragraph in my head. Do you want to hear? Yeah, let's hear it. She is. um, She's a graceful dancer. Uh huh. Yes. She is. she is, oh, I had a word for it, uh, sentimental. Yes. You know, and by sentimental, I mean she gathers things from around the house uh-huh. to lay with her on the dog bed. Yes. Socks, underwear. Yes. You know, a slipper. Yes. Sentimental yes. is what I'd call it. Paper towels. S- paper towel roll. Yeah. So she's a good dancer. Mm-hmm. She's sentimental and not housebroken. So, I mean, I think that sounds perfect. What more could you want? <laughs> what more could you want? Oh, and Elena says she has the Julia Roberts of smiles. Yes, she does have a good smile. So, yeah, there, so I don't know what else to put in the description. She's waiting for you right here at the Blackburn <laughs> household. Uh, we will keep her here until either you adopt her or the transport goes to a shelter that is in need of adoptable dogs. So she'll be with us a little while. Yeah, we'll post a picture. That'd be great. It'll be a picture. All right. Well, uh, hey, uh, hopefully this was uh, fun for you guys. It was fun for us. We'll do this again. Um, Tasha will be uh, talking to you in worship on Sunday, and I'll be doing Sunday school. So until then, peace. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to The Week. Be sure to follow the One Prez pod for sermons, daily devotionals, and interviews with members and people affiliated with the church. Subscribe to The One Prez pod on all your favorite podcast platforms. Also, be sure to follow the church on Facebook and Instagram for the latest news and spiritual content. Until next time, peace.